What is up everyone, Jared Dreschel back with another video. So today I have my partner in crime with me, Caleb Probanek. Um, so for everybody who's a part of the community who sees my posts on Instagram, uh, and I'm always talking about we, our, uh, he is the other human being I'm talking about uh, when I say that, and as well as everyone else uh, that works with us. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna let him introduce himself because I think this is the first time you guys are gonna be meeting him. Caleb, take it away. I'm Caleb Probanek, and uh, I sell stuff online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Fun stuff. Um, now, Caleb and I, I started working with him. He started this Amazon account in his college dorm room at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. How did you start? How did you get going with Amazon in the first place? Um, so I was working during school. Uh, just to pay bills, get by, was valeting cars downtown. Mm -hmm. uh, it was really cold. I was just standing around outside, freezing <laughs> my butt off. I f figured that would be a better way. just started looking at stuff online, reading. And I was reading about selling on Amazon. And that's how I found out about it. And I gave it a shot, and I've been doing it. And here we are. Last four, four and a half years, yeah. Yeah. Now, prior to that, did you have any entrepreneurial experience? Like, did you ever think to yourself that you wanted to be a, own a business or anything like that? No, I never really thought that. I never really saw that when I was younger. I thought I was going to be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. But uh, this kind of popped up, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I guess I've had a little bit of the entrepreneurial spirit when I was a kid. I used to, like, sell my artwork, like, fucking... Mm -hmm sell drawings yes. at school and stuff yeah silly stuff but, yes uh, so it is in you I was, that's, that was my next question i was going to ask you do you think you're a purebred entrepreneur like um, or i i never i never did think that but like yeah. shit's starting to make sense now I, you're like oh I'm yeah not, yeah <laughs> I'm doing it, I'm, i'd say i'm built for it yeah, yeah absolutely i feel the same way like we're both very young i'm 21 he's 23 so it's like i feel like every time like you know, I accomplish something or start a new, like, business kind of venture. Like, I relate, I, like, think back to, like, when I was a kid. Like, the stuff I used to do, I'm like, oh, it makes sense. You know, yeah. like, stuff, like, I have those kind of moments sometimes. Um, so one thing I do want to ask you to bring value to a lot of the people listening that are, maybe don't have an Amazon account next is what, if anything, has changed in the four years that you, you know, since you started to now, like, what has changed on Amazon as far as being a seller goes? Um, a lot has changed. I would say it's definitely slightly taller barrier to entry. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the more money you have to start with, the more money you're going to make. And, of course, it takes time to learn the whole process, even in the first place. So... Uh, the biggest thing that's changed is Amazon's been like tightening down on, say, what new sellers can sell, mm -hmm. and you will need a letter or an invoice from an authorized distributor or that brand to be able to be approved to sell their brand on the Amazon platform. So that creates a problem for people doing retail arbitrage. Yes. Who aren't ordering, you know, from yeah. wholesalers like we do. That yeah. creates an issue for them. And so. Yeah, if you're going to the store and scanning stuff, um, 
on the Amazon app, it'll tell you if you're approved or not to sell. Mm-hmm. And if you're just starting a new account today, like it's going to be a lot more brands are going to be restricted and kind mm-hmm. of locked down. It's going to be a lot harder to find stuff to sell. Mm-hmm. So, so what would you recommend for somebody who's you know starting an account tomorrow or today? Like, is, do you know off the top of your head like what kind of restrictions there are? Like, is there a certain kind of item you would recommend them to look for? So, uh, first off, brand restrictions only matter. They matter a lot, but uh, you can't sell that brand as new. There's mm-hmm. other, there's instances where you can sell stuff used, mm-hmm. like 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 new, if you find something in good condition. Okay. Um, there's certain categories where you can sell used goods under that brand, no problem. It's just... Uh, the new is where you might have to have that brand approval. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, there's millions and hundreds of millions of products out there. Like mm-hmm. you might be not approved for Hasbro at first, but uh, there's going to be something out there that you can find right. that you can flip and make a profit where you are approved. So it's really just persistence. Um, I was I was gated in all. You know, a lot of the, all the brands when I started, so, mm-hmm. but uh, slowly but surely, slowly but surely, right? You, you, and that's another thing for everybody yeah. listening is that uh, as if you can't tell already, nothing on my page is uh, about quick money because I really I don't have anything to say about it. I mean, flipping on eBay is is quick money, I guess, but like as far as like building a big business, uh, the only experience I have with it is watching what he has started uh, and what I have joined later on and been a part of but like it's just hard work it's consistency for a long time yeah i mean you did it for years before you kind of you know really started doing doing a lot of volume right i mean how like what were your numbers like your first year in like in a month i mean it started out where i was excited for when i was going around my house and just selling old Wii games and mm-hmm. PS2 360 games from growing up. Uh, I was excited to have my first sale, and then, you know, six months later, I was excited to be doing $100, $200, dollars a day. Mm-hmm. Then I was really excited to be doing $1,000 a day. Yeah. And now I'm like, it's hard to believe, we're averaging more than 5000 a day. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Cause it's taken me years to get that far. A lot of, uh, a lot of time, a lot of hard work, and a lot of money. Right. So that's also. why that's why I wanted to have you do this to kind of, because my whole goal is to, kind of from my own experience, help people as much as possible to not maybe have to go through all the things. It's gonna take a lot of work and time, but there yeah. might be a couple mistakes that you know I've made or that you've made that we could help them with. So that's why I ask you the question of what has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that you can think of other than brand restrictions that they should look out for? Oh, and, and another thing I had to ask you, just hold that thought. Now, this is because I think this is going to help. Everybody starts with retail arbitrage instead, you know, as opposed to like wholesale. You know, as a, now yeah. you started, so, so you didn't start doing wholesale until I came in. And up to then, it was just retail arbitrage, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
if you could like if you could go back do you think that you could have started going wholesale right from the get or a little bit sooner do you think that's an option for people to start ordering wholesale immediately even if they don't have a store like if they're just at home is that an option do you think yeah that's definitely an option if you have the capital yeah you gotta have the capital roi is generally not going to be as good as opposed to retail arbitrage as products. To retail arbitrage because you can I don't know you can find stuff where you're making out of right. That is a really good point too that I didn't even think about because we do do wholesale and like we move a lot of volume, but the ROI is much smaller as opposed to most of course a retailer. Yep. I you know that is a, that's a really good point. That's something for them to think about. So if you are gonna start doing wholesale right off the get, you should probably need to have a lot of capital. Yeah. To it's get a lot, lot of more value. Capital intensive. Uh, you know. Depending on the amount of money you have, you gotta spread it out a bunch of a wide variety of products potentially. Mm-hmm. You don't wanna sink especially if you're just starting out, you don't wanna sink all your money into one thing mm. and then not sell as expected or you have a problem and the listing gets taken down by Amazon. There's mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of things you gotta Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, so if you're out there, if you're someone listening and you have a good amount of capital, access to funds right from the get, then maybe ordering wholesale in, in bigger quantities is a good start. But you would say retail arbitrage is the way to go to start if you had to pick one? I mean... Right to, from the get, for someone who's just now making their Amazon account. I yeah. Mean, retail arb. To learn the platform and uh, figure out... Like yeah. How all the fees work, mm. how the process works, and yeah, retail arb is still a great way to go. Yeah. The biggest problem is if there's some sort of issue or whatever where Amazon wants an invoice, mm-hmm. you'd have to hold on to a receipt. I've heard of receipts working. Uh, they'll like check because Amazon's biggest thing they want to prevent like any counterfeit products, for yes. example. And if you just let anybody sell on your platform, like uh, you know. You got to be aware of that. So when they could potentially ask, if there's a problem, say I'm selling this book and uh, sold 100 of this book and like 10, 15, 20 people have complained and they pulled the listing, mm-hmm. Amazon pulls the listing and says you can't sell this anymore. There's a, like, there seems to be a problem. And uh, they might ask for like authentication, mm-hmm. authentication of uh, <laughs> the real it's late. Deal. We've been working all day. <laughs> so uh, they might want an invoice, and you need that either from the brand or a authorized distributor. And uh, you don't necessarily have that when you're buying retail arbitrage from the stores. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard of instances where you can use a receipt, and it's worked. And I've heard, like, you can't do that. You need an invoice. So, um, you know, there's some pitfalls. You just got to learn as you go. Yeah, you figure you know, because I because I feel like as much as much as you can listen to information about selling on Amazon, I feel like this is anything in life. You can listen to information and podcasts and videos on it all day long, but essentially, like doing it and going through those things is how you learn it, right? Yeah, you I don't mean, know anything until you're actually right. Done it. You got to have these things come up to even yeah. you know to learn about them. So another thing is. Uh, what do you look for in a product to kind of help them out? What do you look for as far as like an ROI? Are you do you even look at that? Like, are you looking at like uh, like when you're out scanning things? You know, not wholesale. When you're out scanning things, are you you know, is there a certain ROI you're looking for? 
um, size wise, you know, is there anything that you won't do? Like mm-hmm. what? So like, what's your what's your take on that? Uh, when I'm out in the store looking for products, I am looking for I don't know. I'm thinking about seasonal items. I'm looking for mm-hmm. clearance tags. Uh, I want something on sale, and or really hot, uh, you know, pools because it's summertime mm-hmm. or boots because it's winter, mm-hmm. etc. You got to so, think about the consumer. You got to step into their shoes and think what are people ordering right now sure yeah that fluctuates throughout the year so definitely seasonality mm-hmm. i mean i'm looking for a low price like i'll, I'll scan anything that's like marked down because mm-hmm. you never know i mean it could be marked down five bucks and you're like yeah and it could be make a big difference yeah it could make it could be selling for higher on Amazon than it was like original retail in the store, so right. there's room for money there. Um, or, you know, sometimes it has to be half off, ninety percent off to make money. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the product. Yeah, depends on the look. store you're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, size wise, is there like a certain size you don't like to mess with, or will you ship anything? Um, Amazon FBA, your fees go up a lot with volume and weight, so. Mm-hmm. You know, perfect item would be small and light, but mm-hmm. that's the least fees. Uh, that's just less of Amazon taking their cut. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's you, ideal. That's but, ideal, but there's plenty of big products that you right. can make a lot of money on. Right. That became, be because people want to avoid it because it's a hassle, or you know, just not enough supply for it. So there's, you know, you can make money on anything. Uh, you just got to be True. willing to ship it. Yes. That's the biggest problem. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Now, to end this out, let's give them your take. What is one thing that people need to keep in mind if they're just now getting into Amazon? Hmm. What's your number one tip if you had to pick one thing to tell these people? Um, you know, you, you have to treat it like any other business. Uh, you got to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. If you expect success, mm-hmm. uh, in order to succeed, at least, like anybody can, you know, anybody can start an Amazon account and go buy some stuff, uh, make know. a few flips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to consistently do it and build it and scale, you know, you got to be serious. So don't like, uh, you know, go out and buy a bunch of junk and then be mad at me because he can't yeah. move it. <laughs> right. Uh, just take it seriously, you know. It's, it's business. Yeah. And to give you guys some context, he, uh, you know, he wouldn't talk about it, but it's, this, I gotta say, it. like, you started in your dorm room. We're sitting in a 2,300 square foot warehouse mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. <laughs> Filled with stuff. An unbelievable amount of products. And you yeah. went from just buying a couple things at the store just a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, four years, that's a sh- that looks sounds like a long time to some people, but I think that's a really short amount of time in the grand scheme of things. I think that's awesome. It flew by. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. And my, my roommates did not like uh, me keeping a bunch of stuff in the <laughs> corner at the house when I started, that's for sure. Yes. So you don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in our own place now, and it's just crazy to where it all came from from a dorm room to a living room 
to this, and this is just the beginning too. I feel like so. Yeah. We're going to be in a much bigger spot than this soon. But anyway, that is it. We're going to wrap it up, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to everybody who tuned in on the podcast. And I will see you guys with the next video. Peace.